Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. So today we're talking about finances and money and taxes and all the things that you should be doing to prepare for the end of the year to ensure that you are managing your money in the right way, right? I know that that's really, really broad, but what we want to try to do is help you start to think about your money differently. And today I'm bringing you our accountant at Pet Boss Nation and the woman who's done all of our accounting for my pet business at Dogaholics. And now she's even working with lots and lots of our clients here in the Pet Boss Club. And that is Maddie Brown. Maddie Brown has been a certified public accountant for over 40 years with her business, Smashing Numbers. And she brings her financial knowledge to small businesses that are struggling. So in the beginning, you're struggling. But then once you start working with Maddie or another tax accountant professional in your area who you trust, then you can start to get things under control. And Maddie believes that every business owner deserves the experience of financial freedom. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. Smashing Numbers' mission is to inspire, empower, and transform lives by helping small business owners create a profitable business that allow them to live the lives of their dreams. Welcome, Maddie. 
I've been a CPA since 1981, which is truly scary, but I love working with small businesses and I've it's been my privilege to work with literally thousands of small businesses over the last 40 years. And I see way too many small businesses that the owner would make more money if they were flipping hamburgers at McDonald's than they are in their own business. And I call self-employment America's greatest myth because people have all these ideas about how it's going to be and what it's going to be. And the truth is it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of effort. And there's a lot of rewards as long as you're doing something that you love. And every business has something called a chief financial officer. Maybe if you're a solopreneur and you're just the only one in your business, you're taking on the function. That's one of the hats that you wear. Probably you were never trained to do that. Probably you never were taught to do that. And probably it isn't the best use of your time. You can bring on a team member, a helpful person that can see things that you can't see. Do you ever notice when you take a picture of something, you notice the things in the picture that you don't see when you look in the mirror, like getting on Zoom and fixing your hair? Okay, it's time to fix your hair because you're now on Zoom. What is true is your CPA, your accountant, should be someone that you rely on to guide you and help you and utilize the financial records that you have to manage what you do next. And that's what they're for predominantly. You know, we, we call them books. They're a story. It's a storybook. You choose the contents of the storybook. It can be whatever you want it to be. If you want it to be boarding, if you want it to be daycare, if you want it to be grooming, if you want it to be food sales, if you want it to be custom treats, custom toys, doesn't matter. What's important is that you choose what you want it to be, and then you do the work to make it work. And it can be whatever your dreams are, whatever you want to be. But you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to feel like you're alone. And you should have a support system that enables you to understand your numbers so that you can make decisions about how to do business next week. And you'll do taxes. Yeah, Taxes are unavoidable, but the biggest reason you want those books is because you want to know what's going on so that you can decide about the future and what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Because you are designing your future. Every choice you make, everything you do, you are designing your future. And it's like ordering a meal at a restaurant. If you want fried chicken, you can have fried chicken. And if you want grilled chicken, you can have grilled chicken. And nobody cares but you. You're the only one that it matters to, okay? So don't judge yourself because you eat fried chicken or because you eat grilled chicken or because you don't eat chicken at all. Don't judge yourself. It's okay to be however you are but you want to make the most of it and make it be what you want it to be. 
Most CPAs are going to talk to you about profit margins and sales and gross profit. And I think the first thing you need to do is to know what you want. Know what you want your business to be, how you want to feel, what it wants to look like, how many days a week do you want to work. And that all rolls into something that a lot of people call a business plan. And a business plan is just a strategic written down idea of how you're going to do business and how you're going to make money. And being profitable is by definition what business consists of. They You need to be profitable to be a business. If you're not profitable, you need to do something different. I got to talk to a lot of people right now that have some guilt about how much they're having to raise their dog food prices mm -hmm. because dog food has gone through the roof. Their cost has gone up dramatically. They need to raise their prices and they're on the front line with customers that are buying the dog food. The wholesaler has kind of an advantage because they can just raise it and they don't have to deal with the end customer. The, the store owner that's raising the prices has to make sure that their gross margins are good and cover the expenses. And so when you are in a day of escalating prices, that is a very, very challenging aspect right now. You need to be paying attention to, and you need a strategic partner. You need strategic help in understanding those numbers, okay? And you need to stay on top of them. You can't wait till next month to do it because you will be in the hole already if you are. Yes. Okay. Maddie, you've given us a lot to unpack there. So the first thing that you brought up was about that these books, right? Our financial books are going to tell a story. And it's important though, that we actually start tracking this information because our story of what we want and that vision that you're saying we need to, to hold um, dear and know where we're moving to that vision might require people to look at our books to either give us financing or decide if they want to invest in us or, uh, you know, they, they'll help guide us in those decisions. And if we aren't tracking our revenue or our, our expenses and we're just, you know, hoping that no one's going to, you know, that, that, that we don't have to pay taxes on it or just hoping that, um, you know, maybe if we don't pay attention to, to it, it's going to be okay. That's not the reality, right? Because if we actually want to run our businesses like real businesses and build the vision of it, we have to track it. You have to track it. You have to have records. And I encourage you to start at the very beginning. People say, well, I'm not ready for QuickBooks. And it's like, if you have sold a bag of dog food, you are ready for QuickBooks. <laughs> because what's interesting, when I have a set of books that goes back to the very, very beginning, in five years, you'll be able to look back and see how far you've come mm -hmm. and see the path that you have traveled. And you'll be able to see what worked and what didn't work and what you would like to do differently, what was successful and what wasn't. Um, I had a mentor at one point that said 80% of what we do fails, 20% of it succeeds, and we make our living on that 20%. And so when you go into business, several things you commit to, and that is to keep 
a separate record of your income and expenses. That means you need a separate bank account and you need the business transactions to 100% go through that bank account. And you need a personal bank account that your personal transactions go through. Because the first thing the IRS is going to do is ask for your bank statements. And if you give them a muddy mess that has your personal and your individual in it, it's just going to make them dig deeper and ask questions. This is not a good thing. You do not want the IRS to dig deeper. You do not want them to ask questions. And in the current environment, we have a lot of new IRS agents, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of IRS agents that are just learning to be IRS agents. And that's kind of a scary proposition. Mm -hmm. You want separate records. Everywhere I go, I carry two debit cards, one for my business, one for my personal, and I religiously use them both. If I go through Sam's, yes, I get two receipts. Yes, it's a pain in the butt. But nevertheless, you need the records. The number one way that I see people overpay taxes is they don't keep accurate track of their expenses. Because if you go through Sam's and you buy $10 worth of post-it notes and you don't deduct it because it's on there with the rest of your groceries, you've literally just thrown away 30 cents. That doesn't seem like such a big deal till it's $10 and then it's $3 and then $100 and then it's $30. So if you miss $100 worth of deductions, you really throwing away $30 of taxes that you didn't need to pay. Now, those are very fundamental reasons that you need to have good records. You need to have a separate bank account. You need to be able to separately delineate. If I ask you what your profit and loss is as of August 31st, on September 26th, you had better know. And if you don't know, you need to find out. And you need to find out now because you're making decisions about going into the holiday season that you need to have accurate information to know how to do business in the next 90 days. And so what I want for my clients is to have a resource from their books of what they have done year to date, what they did the previous year, so we can compare and we can look at it and we can decide what we want to do in the next 90 days to maximize our profit and minimize our taxes. Now, there's an interesting dilemma that a lot of people have. They don't wanna pay any taxes. I don't want to pay any taxes. I understand. I don't want to pay any taxes either. It's my money. It's in my checking account. I do not want to write a check to the IRS. But here's something that happens to a lot of small business owners. They work so hard at not paying any taxes that they never show any profit on their business return. And then they come to me 
when they've decided that it's time to buy a house or it's time to open another store or it's time to do something big in their lives, change, add a new business, and they can't get financing because all the years that they were not paying taxes, they didn't have a lot of income. So taxes are a barometer of how well you're doing in your business. If you're an employee, you work for someone else, they withhold taxes, you only ever see 70 to 60% of what you earn when you're an employee. It's really no different when you're self-employed. One way or another, the government is going to get 30%, okay? If you want a round number, 30%. They're going to get 30% of your profit or your earnings or your wages one way or another. Now, every different type of entity has different requirements and different ways that they can manage their taxes and manage their books. But I'm going to tell you that profit is not a bad thing. Paying tax I would much prefer to pay tax than to not pay tax because it tells me that I've been successful in my business. It's part of a successful business. You have to plan for it. And you want to know when you're going into the end of the year, November, December, you want to have a pretty clear picture of where you are for the entire year so that you can make December decisions about expenses to pay or income to bring in or things you can do to minimize your tax liability in December. Because if you wait until January or February, you can't do it. You Most businesses need to make those cash expenditures by the end of the year, November, December. And you need to be thinking about it because it's going to impact next year, too. For example, I have a tax software package. I hate them. They are annoying, but they're the best tax program available. And they make us look good to our clients. Okay, so I pay for that every December because I'm going to get a deduction for it in December. And I want it on this year's books. Okay, and what that means is I've got more deduction this year and I don't have as much deduction next year unless I pay it in December again. So you've got to be looking at the whole year and you've got to be looking at everything you spend money on so that you can decide. Okay, and it well, you literally most small business owners have the control to dramatically impact what they pay tax, what they pay for taxes and what they carry over to next year, okay? And the one thing that I know for certain, without a doubt, there is no possible way that we're not gonna pay more taxes because the reality is there has been so many credits and so many stimulus checks and so much money that has been distributed, the reality is 
someone's going to pay for that. And tax rates will go up without a doubt. And there's all kinds of things they're talking about doing. And, and they start saying that it only applies to the wealthy. Well, you know, it would be amazing to you what they consider wealthy and when it starts to impact people because it impacts every small business owner. It impacts the price of the dog food that you're buying today. That's what increases it. The reality, that's what increases it. That's what increases the price of gas at the gas station. And that money has to come from somewhere. And there is a very, very undeniable law of gravity. And everything shuffles down, right? We're not getting away from gravity. And it applies to money just as it does to anything else in the world. The end consumer is the one that pays the bill. And they're going to pay it one way or another. I hate taxes. I don't like taxes. I don't like doing them. I don't like paying them. I don't like anything about them. And I choose to believe that the taxes that I pay go to the national park system. Okay. <laughs> but it's a reality. You can manage it. You can do something with it by keeping track of your expenses and managing your expenses. But that means that you have to do something every at a minimum every month. Yeah. I tend to encourage people to sit down once a week and say, this is what I expect to come in. This is what I expect to go out. This is what I need to pay this week. This is what I'm going to pay the following week. And this is how much money I have in the bank today. And you do that Monday morning and you close the book and you spend the rest of your week going about running a profitable business. You're not checking your bank account every day to see what the balance is to see if you can afford to do something, okay? Because that isn't the answer. But you are looking once a week and planning ahead. Every month, you need to get a profit and loss. It needs to be comparative on a month-to-month -month basis. It needs to be comparative to the previous year. And you need to sit down and read it like a book because it tells a story. I can tell an awful lot about someone just by reading through the contents of their profit and loss. Okay. And if you think that's entertaining, let's sit down and look at your personal profit and loss. Groceries, eating out. Coffee is Starbucks. Holy cow, can I tell a lot about you from looking at your personal books? Remember, they're two separate things. You need to track both. You need to have good records in both, but they have different purposes. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of the things you mentioned was having the right team there. So, you know, having a bookkeeper, having an accountant, even that CFO role that can help advise because bookkeepers are really doing the data entry of it. They're telling, they're, they're putting that story into QuickBooks, but they don't interpret that data for you. It's and, mechanical. And, yeah, mechanical. And then the accountant will be able to interpret it for you and also then get your taxes, ensure that taxes are paid and make sure that 
everything is filed accurately, but not all accountants can help you make decisions about the future, right? That's where the CFO role comes in. You know, one of the most interesting things to me is I, I fault the CPA profession very heavily because they're all worried about the big fish clients, the ones that are making 10 million, 20 million, and they, they want to take care of them. And they've got all kinds of intricate rules and policies and things that you know, they have to comply with. And our focus in our business is small business owners. Most of them making less than seven figures, gross. Most of them working their butts off in their business, trying to pay for their life. And those people need more help than the company making 10 million. The company 10 million probably has somebody on staff that they pay full time Mm -hmm. to do the bookkeeping and the accounting. If you're a solopreneur, you're in business for yourself, or you just have two or three employees, odds are you don't have that luxury. But the beautiful thing is you can have it, and it's available at a very nominal cost, and it'll save you every dollar you spend in taxes. And you could pay someone to do the bookkeeping for a very reasonable amount of money. It's not going to take an arm and a leg. You can pay someone to be your financial eyes, to look at things and to say, hey, you better be paying attention to this. A lot of times my client don't want to hear what they need to be paying attention to. What the really helpful person does is not berate you. They help you make better choices. In the course of choosing healthy business decisions, you will probably reduce expenses. And if you're operating on that business plan we talked about, you have a strategy and a plan for how you're going to make money. Not a bad thing. And so when we have a team like the bookkeeper and things are staying on top of staying on top, we're staying on top of it, right? We're up to date with the books. We can then meet with our bookkeeper once a month. And that's what we encourage everyone to do, right? Once it's all reconciled, we can meet at that two or three weeks later and look back at that month. And it does empower us to be able to make better decisions. And also one of the things, you know, when we meet together quarterly, then it's like, you're, you're looking ahead and going, okay, Candace, you've had this much profit. You're going to pay about this much in taxes on this. So make sure you have that in your savings account and be ready. So then, and I know that's a good mental check for me to go, oh, okay, I can't go spend that just yet because, you know, I need to wait and see how this year ends up playing out. Right. So that, and that's been really beneficial. And and before we started working with you, you know, we'd had, well, first, my first bookkeeper was my mom and uh, she got fired after <laughs> being about a year behind on our books. And then I have hired someone else to catch us up and they were way too expensive because they were a big firm who worked with all those big guys. And I don't know, what I was thinking. I just didn't know where to go. And then I found a local woman who was coming by, but then, you know, she had either too many accounts or I don't know, just wasn't as reliable. Couldn't really take me on. And so for years in my business, I was never current and it was really hard. Like everything I wanted to do, I I couldn't, I couldn't make those changes that I knew I needed to make because that data like wasn't available. We were so far behind. And so 
I bring this up because I know going back to your, if you eat grilled chicken or (laughs) the fried chicken analogy, I think a lot of people don't either invest in this support or they don't track it themselves because they're afraid of what that story is going to tell. But you know, if you like the fried chicken and your books are looking a little off, that doesn't mean they have to stay that way, but we can't make change in the positive direction until we actually start tracking it and looking at it on that weekly basis, like you're saying. You know, you have to be aware of the choices you are making. Mm-hmm. And this is this is something that is true in life. I'm, I'm getting philosophical. I turned 62 this year. But what's true in life is we are always making choices. Constantly, every minute of the day, we are making choices. We choose what to put in our mouth next. We choose whether to buy a Starbucks coffee or not buy a Starbucks coffee. We choose repeatedly over and over. And those choices frame up and result in a thing we call a life, okay? But they're all choices that we have made along the way. And you have to take responsibility for the choices you have made. And that means good things, and that means bad things, both of which are relevant. But if you're behind and you don't have the information you need to make smart choices, I've got a, I'm on a diet thing. Okay. I'll be perfectly honest. She's got me drinking smoothies and protein shakes and protein bars. And, and the beautiful thing is she's brought to my awareness times when I'm making choices that aren't bad. And she hasn't said, don't do that. Bad, 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 bad. She says, why don't you do this instead? Try that. That I can live with. And that's what your accountant needs to do for you. I had a client once that told me that their accountant yelled at them and made them feel guilty and ashamed. That is not the role of an accountant. And there's way too 50, 60-year-old men looking at $10 million businesses that do not need to be dealing with small businesses that are trying to make a difference in the world and trying to make their own living and have the lives that they want. See, financial freedom to me is not a dollar figure. Financial freedom is the ability to choose the life you want, whatever that is, and not make the decision based on how many dollars are in your bank account. Because that's not where the decision lies. Mic drop. (laughs) I think this is a perfect place to wrap up our time together. How can people find you? I know you've got your website. You do one-on-one work with people. How can people connect with you? My business name is Smashing Numbers LLC. And you can go to smashingnumbers.com. We have all kinds of information and downloads and things you can do and things you can do. And we help people at all levels all over the country. It doesn't matter if you are in New York or you're in California or you are in Iowa. There are some basic premises that are true. And so you don't have to work with someone that lives down the street. And someone that lives down the street may not have a broad enough perspective. You can reach me by going to smashingnumbers.com and we have all kinds of stuff that'll help you. 
Yeah. Your website's amazing. It's full of all kinds of great tips. So you guys have to go to the website. We'll link to it here in the show notes and you can go check it out. There's tons of resources and you stay up to date too with all the, the tax law changes and legislation and, and really our business, our business does three things. We do bookkeeping, basic mechanical bookkeeping. We do taxes, large part mechanical taxes that need to be done on an annual basis or a quarterly basis. And the third thing we do is consulting services and training programs. And I've tried really hard to have something to offer people at every level in their business. Thank you so much, Maddie, for being here today. Uh, I, as always, love talking to you. Guys, I'm just so honored that you are tuning into this podcast. And did you know that we've already reached the top 3% of all podcasts across the globe? It's amazing. We're climbing the charts because of our awesome listeners like you. I know there's still pet professionals out there who need to hear all of our doggone good tips shared on this show. Can you help us find them? Now, how you do that is that when you click to follow the podcast, or the more you download different episodes, or if you choose to leave us a review, those things will help the podcast get pushed out into the world so that more people who need to hear this will find it. Thanks so much for your support. And until we talk next week, stay focused, stay motivated, and go boss your business.